One of those little simple things to do, but always sort of cool to me, is to take a smooth rock, maybe on a smooth pond or up at the lake, and just skip that rock across the surface. And we know when we do that, that it just sort of hits the surface. It doesn't go deep, it, it just hits the surface, but the ripple effect continues for a long ways. We've been studying a chapter much like that since the first Sunday of January. It's Hebrews chapter 11, where we see that great hall of faith. And the writer of Hebrews sort of skips the rock across the surface. He tells us the highlights. He leaves out the bad parts of their lives. And though he skips it just across the surface, and we just get a glimpse. Today we meet with the ripple effects of that chapter of great men and women who live by faith. And as the scripture says there in Hebrews 11, though dead, they still speak. Now the really awesome thing about this chapter is this this chapter was not written to be finished. It was written to continue. He, He says in the last verse that their stories will not be complete without our stories. And so today, as we meet together, and we read back through this awesome chapter, I pray the Word of God will just permeate your heart. The refrain that's repeated over and over through this chapter is, by faith, by faith, by faith. And this morning, interspersed with those stories, we're obedient to the last verse in the chapter. We're going to put some of our stories of what people among us have done by faith. And so this morning, let's pray together and let's continue to write this chapter. God, thank you for these amazing stories of faith. Thank you that when you look back on someone's life, you did not see the failures and the low points. You saw the high points and the ripple effects continue. And today we're gonna hear short stories We're not going real deep, but we're going to hear stories of faith. And God, may we be inspired from the stories of old and from the stories of our body. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, on February the 27th, 1972, 74 people met for services at Alabama Christian High School. These services marked the beginning of a new work in the Montgomery area. At that time, we were known as the Northeast Church of Christ. By faith, on April 5, 1972, the men of the church met and a building fund was started to purchase property on which a suitable building could be constructed. Our desire was for every member to be involved in this undertaking. Many members gave cash, took out loans, and sacrificed in many ways to raise the money. 
By faith, in May 1972, we began to meet in the YMCA for some time. Then in August 1974, we moved into an existing building on the Atlanta Highway. In November of 1974, we changed our name to the Landmark Church of Christ. By faith, we later purchased land on Halcyon Boulevard in what was at the time an undeveloped area of Montgomery and built the building we are in today. Throughout all this, we had full confidence in our God and we were certain of the things we could not see. Faith makes all things possible. It does not make them easy. By faith, in 1997, a major initiative began to transition the Landmark Church from an inward to an outward-focused body. This church and her leadership realized its approach to Jesus' proclaimed mission for us to go and preach the gospel to everyone was not all that it could be. By faith, they sought the Spirit's guidance in seeking a preacher with a conviction, proven skill, vision, and leadership to bring a first-century hope to a 21st-century culture. They determined to embrace the Spirit of Christ by reaching out to all people regardless of their station in life. By faith, they endured the opposition of those who were fearful of making changes while recognizing that man's separation from God could only be bridged by His grace, and they chose to obey God rather than the religious traditions of mankind. As a result of their faith and God's favor, we are now better positioned to advance the cause of Christ in this world, and by faith we shall continue in that pursuit. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Neil and Jennifer McDevitt answer the call to minister to the weak and fatherless through fostering and adoption. Neil and Jennifer provided care for six newborns while they awaited forever homes, either by reunification with biological family or placement in adoptive homes. By faith, through the years, Neil and Jennifer have rocked and cuddled and loved many babies who were born exposed to drugs, who had no home, and what seemed to be a bleak future with little hope. By faith, they loved a baby girl for two years, working for reunification with her birth mother, and when that was determined to be impossible, they adopted her as their forever daughter. 
Because Neil and Jennifer lived by faith, no baby brought into their care that needed a forever home ever left their home. They've loved the fatherless and given them a future with hope. By faith over the course of nine years, Neil and Jennifer have loved and cared for 13 children through Agape, and five of them have become their sons and daughters. Just over three weeks ago, with six children already filling their home, they took in a newborn baby girl by faith, trusting that the Lord would give them all they need to care for her as well. Because in their words, if you have all the answers to all the questions and you know how everything is going to work out ahead of time, there's really no reason to live by faith. By faith, Glenda Beasley trusted God when she married at 18 years old. She, like Ruth, decided she would honor her husband. Wherever he would go, she would go. His family would become her family, his heritage of faith, her heritage of faith. Like the woman in Proverbs 31, she managed her family well, and her children call her blessed. Her husband was honored for his leadership as a deacon, a minister, and an elder in the Church of Christ for over 25 years. She believed marriage was for a lifetime. When my mom, Glenda Beasley, at age at 42 years of marriage, discovered that my father was involved in multiple, continuous, adulterous affairs, she was shocked. She was devastated. She had had sin rip her whole world apart. Decisions had to be made. By faith, she decided not to die but live and tell what the Lord had done for her. By faith, she chose to sell or give away most of her possessions to move to a town she didn't know and probably didn't like to a church landmark that was out of her comfort zone. By faith... Ladies and children in the projects have been taught Jesus. By faith, she trusted God and the landmark elders and gave faithfully and generously. By faith, she teaches ladies about godly boundaries, forgiveness, and prayer. By faith, she has been released from legalism and embraces salvation through grace. By faith, Landmark is prayed for through the telecare ministry that she is head of. By faith, abused women have found strength. Because of the faith of this woman, my mother, many lives, and at least the three generations of my family have been changed. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, 
came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. By faith, in the late 1970s, the landmark leadership envisioned a partnership with a missionary couple in Bangkok, Thailand, in an overwhelmingly Buddhist country. And through the years, hundreds of people would come to know Jesus Christ. And then in the early 2000s, the leadership trusted this really young and inexperienced kid to assemble a team of visionary people who would put together a 10-year plan to accelerate our sending to the nations. And God brought us the most amazing people to lead these ministries in places like Tanzania and China, Turkey, Malawi, Mexico, and Guatemala, and more. And by faith, you gave and even traveled to those places, developing relationships and sharing your faith with people. And through the years, thousands upon thousands of people have been touched. In the early 2000s, several members of the Landmark Campus Ministry heard the Lord's call to engage as a group in foreign missions. In the following weeks, Amanda Gunn spotted in a missions magazine a medical distribution ministry in Malawi, Africa. By faith, our college students responded in obedience to the Lord's call by sacrificing time and resources, raising support, and perhaps the biggest miracle, getting their parents to allow them to go to a place they've never heard of. By faith, the landmark elders and church family supported this radical call for many of their own children and many children whose families had entrusted their care to our church. As the now hundreds of church members who have visited Malawi and fallen in love with its people, they know the Lord has expanded that mission trip into a holistic, long-term kingdom relationship. One of the most exciting parts of this relationship is that it's a two-way street of families in Christ serving each other. This unique blessing is possible by faith. Our Malawi chief, Mr. Napoleon Zombie, has welcomed and fueled this partnership. Mr. Napoleon has shared his own resources and his lifetime work of building local partners and government support with our group of young, inexperienced Westerners. And as a result, our church families in Montgomery and in Malawi have been eternally blessed. By faith, Andrew Chimbalanga left this World Bible School pamphlet. Do you know someone with AIDS? You can help in his home. By faith, a friend of his son, a Muslim, the son of the sheikh of the local mosque, took the pamphlet home. By faith, the sheikh read the pamphlet and sent for Andrew to come and study the Bible with him. He told his son, I was afraid Andrew was just going to come over here and beat me up with his Bible and his doctrine. But now I know that he cares about people too. By faith, Andrew shared the same pamphlet with a group of Muslim friends who lived in another district of Malawi. By faith, they came back to him the next day and said, let's study, let's talk about this pamphlet some more. By faith, three of them were baptized into Christ, and others asked to study even more, saying, We knew that you people in the Church of Christ really knew your doctrine, but now we know that you really care about people, too. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised, 
they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Mike Rittering, when God called him to go to Burkina Faso, went with his family and began caring for the orphans of Muslim families, even adopting two as his own children. By faith, he was recently martyred by Al-Qaeda. By faith, the Elliots have served four and a half decades in the northern desert tip of Burkina Faso, again serving Muslims. By faith, they stayed when their own embassy ordered them out for security reasons, and by faith, they have been kidnapped by Al-Qaeda and remain in custody to this day, unashamed of the God they serve. By faith, Benji and Kim Nall opened their home to the Grabco family, Irina, Irene, Julia, Kate, and Irina, when life in the Ukraine became full of fear and death. By faith, even when funds were running very short, Kim and Benji took care of Irene and the girls' needs, ranging from food and clothing to private school. Kim and Benji brought Irene and the girls to our church body and our life group for help and support. With faith in a loving God who wants families to be together, Benji and Kim began to work with Irene to find a way to put their family back together and get Igor to the United States. The more Benji tried to send someone else to meet Igor in France, the more God showed him that he was the one who should go. So with trust in God, Benji went. Benji and Igor had never met before, and their only way to communicate was through a very inadequate Google Translator, but God took care of them the entire trip. Benji flew from Paris to Mexico with Igor to cross the United States border so that Igor could seek political asylum with his family. They waited three long months for Igor to be released from detention, trusting that God would provide even when it was not very pretty and when it was taking much longer than expected. By faith, Benji and Kim worked through the mounds of asylum paperwork with Irene, trusting God one legal step at a time. By faith and the help from this body, Benji and Kim arranged for Igor and Irene to rent a home in Crestview, Florida. Landmark Church loved and cared for the Grabco family until their move for immigration purposes. Through this challenging process and leap of faith, Benji and Kim were able to own the mission, God's mission. Three years ago, uh, Lucas, one of our church leaders, was uh, savagely murdered uh, by a large group of people in his home village, and his family had to, had to flee for their own safety. But by faith, Charles and Teresa and uh, Lutinginia, together with some other nearby church leaders, uh, are beginning to bring reconciliation to this village. And now the family, members of this family, are able to return, return to their homes without fear. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, 
blessed each of Joseph's sons, and worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, we go to the people that most people fear, the poor, the uneducated, the addicted, the perverse, the imprisoned. By faith, Jared overcame his addiction to heroin and trusted God with his life. By the time he finished his prison sentence, he had grown very close to the Lord. In his faithfulness to the Lord, he found a faithful woman to share his life with when he feared there were none. They stepped out in faith together and are now raising a family in the midst of a faithful church. By faith, Kevin prayed for his family from behind prison walls. He prayed for their deliverance from drugs and alcohol and a life of destruction. He prayerfully shared his faith, and they all trusted God and were saved. By faith, Brian struggled in the midst of his addiction. He trusted that God would deliver him, and he did, as well as his wife. Now in faithfulness, Brian shares the message of Jesus in the county jail. By faith, Josh bent his knees behind prison walls before his maker and asked God to make him into the man he should be, a man that was no longer self-serving, but a man who was self-giving. He now coaches underprivileged children. By faith, the Spirit of the Lord has been upon us. He has anointed us to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor to the least of these brothers of Jesus. In a dingy motel room in a bad side of town, Ed lay dying from drug addiction. Severe pain and nausea consumed him. As he struggled to get out of bed, he saw his reflection in the mirror, and he stared in disbelief. He was someone's son, someone's father, someone's brother, someone's friend, a business owner, a churchgoer, and my husband. Drugs had reduced him to a shell of a man who could barely stand. With only a ray of hope and every ounce of strength left in him, by faith, he dropped to his knees and began to pray, begging God to take away his obsession for drugs. By faith, Ed believed God would deliver him from the bondage of addiction, and in a manner of speaking, God received Ed back from the brink of death, and on May 15, 1994, God restored Ed's life. By faith, Ed, Tim Lee, and David Knowles formed Landmark's RSVP class in 2000. RSVP is a biblical recovery class that offers help and hope each Wednesday night to many whose lives have been affected by addiction. Ed saw the need and had a dream to one day open a residential recovery home for men. And by faith, in 2004, the shed was opened. The shed offers a place to live, encouragement, accountability, spiritual guidance, but most of all hope to men who have temporarily lost their way due to addiction. Addiction is so heartbreaking. Many of us love and know people who still struggle from addiction, but through ministries like RSVP, The Shed, and by the grace of God, we have witnessed lives being restored and lives being changed. And that increases our faith and gives us hope. Great is his faithfulness.
By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign enemies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. When Hebrews 11 was written, it was written to a group of people that were beginning to struggle in their faith. They had come to Christ, but their faith was being challenged. Their lives were being persecuted, and they were beginning to waver. And so when the writer of Hebrews wanted to really motivate them to live a life of faith, he told these stories. And our hope today is you've heard their stories and just the tip of the iceberg of our stories is that your faith and my faith has been strengthened so that the refrain might continue over and over again, by faith, by faith, by faith. This morning, we have an opportunity to step out on faith. One of the great challenges to live by faith is how we use our money. To, to a non-believer, it makes no sense that you might choose to, off the top, give a tithe or 10% of your money to a church. Someone might say to you, why would you do that? That that makes no financial sense. And that might be just a little bit of money or it might be a lot of money. 
And today when we come to this day where, where we seek to fund what we have just heard about, I want to challenge you to step out by faith in what you're about to give. You may have to give something up. It might be something because of your income that's as small as a, a candy bar. It might be the, the new TV set that you were going to watch the Super Bowl on. Or it might be a brand new car that you could put off so that you could give by faith today. We could sacrifice to see these stories continue. So in just a few moments, our challenge is for the ripple effects of what started thousands of years ago to continue to happen in our lives and through us. In your bulletin, there's a, there's a card there, and uh, you might want to use that card. In just a moment, we're going to listen to a song, and you'll have a choice just to contemplate for a moment, and then to come up and, and to put a check in one of these globes. Or maybe instead of a check, you, you want to make a commitment. You might want to make a pledge. Maybe it's easier for you to give weekly to our missions budget or, or monthly. You can put that down. You also have the opportunity, and the number is here on your card, to give electronically, to, to text give. And so you have lots of options to do this. My question for, for me and my question for you is can we say what we're about to put in these globes is by faith. That by sight, it doesn't make complete sense. That we're stepping out to do something to a non-believer that would look crazy. But we see the unseen by faith. We know there's a God who has not only redeemed us, but has redeemed us and put us on a mission. And we want to be a part of this. We want our lives to count. We want at the end of our lives, despite the ups and downs of our lives, despite even the failures of our life, that God would look back and God would be able to say, you know what I see are those highlights. I see what they did by faith. I see how they gave by faith. I'm telling you, God promises us that he's going to bless us. One of the great stories in the history of this church was probably told 17 years ago by Junior and Becky Bagwell. Junior worked for UPS, and UPS went on strike, and so for months he would be receiving no salary. And so they had a decision about what they were going to do, and they decided to step out by faith. And they did the most extraordinary thing. Not only did they keep on giving every week, they decided to test God by increasing their giving. And then God honored their faith. And Junior got more odd jobs and more people who needed help and more people that he ended up making more money away from UPS than with UPS. And eventually his job was restored. And I can still remember the Sunday where Junior Bagwell shared that story. And here's what really tickles me is I still hear people 17 years later telling that story. And so this morning, as you prepare to give, will you continue this amazing story in Hebrews chapter 11? Will you become a part? You see, what Satan would want to say to you and I is that's, that's them 
No, no, no. This is us. You've heard ordinary, flawed men and women from Scripture who did great things by faith. You've seen ordinary, flawed men and women out of this church who've done great things by faith. There is no reason that you and I could not be a part of continuing to write this chapter. In fact, we have that opportunity right now. So here's what I'd like you to do. Reflect on what you're giving. Ask yourself this question. Can I truly say that this check or this card is by faith? You're going to listen to a great song that matches what we're doing here today. And then we're going to sing a song together. And during these songs, as you're prepared, just stand and come to one of these globes around the front of the worship center. And by faith, give your gift. And then let's anticipate the ripple effects of what happens here today. Let's listen.